Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of Causeway Kings here on the WMEX Sports Podcast Network. As always, your friend Ben in the host seat, leading the way with all the co-pilots here and quite a list we got growing. It's Coach Adam Clancy joining in. What's up, Clance? What's up, fellas? Uh, looking forward to tonight. It's going to be a great interview. There it is. Returning champion Merrill Marshall in the blue corner. How are you, bud? Nice to be here. We got a great guest. I'm just super excited to uh, to get into it with our guest. And of course, dancing all over the ice today, Gordo returns as a second episode as a regular. Welcome back, bud. Thanks, boys. Um, hopefully today goes a little bit better than last week. I had some mumbles going on. I was a little sleepy, but I'm ready to rock and roll today. We got a great guest, so I'm fired up to hear his story and uh, and hang out with you guys. There so. it is. There it is. And of course, our special guest for the evening, playing center number 12, Cam Brown. How are we doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. There it is. You didn't know we had the in-house PA, did you? No, I didn't know that. I wasn't expecting that one. I like it. <laughs> that was fun, wasn't it? I know, right? All right. Well, welcome here, man. You've had an exciting journey recently and a hell of a career behind you right now. Still in progress with the future. We are excited, but we got to start with brick one, as always. We're going to jump right into the questions. So take us back, Cam, all the way back. Game one, rink one, puck one. When was the moment for you that you decided, oh, yeah, this hockey thing is for me? I think I was, um, I was three, um, and my parents took me down to skate. Um, just a little guy, still a little guy, but um, went down, just skated and loved it. Fell, uh, fell a shitload of times and, yeah, fell in love um, right away. I, my parents, I think, knew I loved it right away because I wanted to go back. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. That's the magic moment right there. All right, let's jump right in. We got a special guest here on this edition of Causeway Kings. And Merrill, you got the stat sheet in front of you. Let's give the folks listening at home a little rundown of what uh, number 12 has been up to in his career. Well, he uh, he started off at uh, at the River School at Prep. Had a, had a great career there. Uh, moved on to the New Hampshire Junior Monarchs, uh, EJHL, then the USHL, then um Received a scholarship to the University of Maine, where he was a two-time captain, 106 career points, part of the 100-point club, and among other things, a Hobie Baker Award nominee in 2017. And then uh, after that, uh, got into his uh, pro career, the ECHL with the Wheeling Nailers, also uh, alumnus along with uh, Gordo. Um, then uh, played uh, in the AHL, and now uh, he's uh, recently he was over in Denmark and. Uh, Sweden, and now he's uh, going over for um, to start next season in France. And right now he's in the uh, three ice hockey league, which I caught some this weekend. Boy, that is that is absolutely uh, that is absolutely crazy. You got to have amazing, obviously amazing cardio anyway. But um, Cam, before we get into your career, talk a little about three ice right now, just for the people who are maybe uh, who aren't familiar with it. Yeah, so uh, three ice is um, every weekend we play. We fly in Friday to um, a city in North America, play Saturday, um, a little mini style tournament, um, kind of six teams, uh, winners move on, losers don't, except for one lucky loser, the loser who scores the most goals uh, moves on and you kind of play for prize money and entertain in these um, little cities and well, not little cities, we were in Nashville last weekend. Um, 
it's been a lot of fun so far. Met a ton of amazing people. Um, and we got the finals here in Vegas in uh, two weekends on the 20th. That's awesome. And um, obviously in Vegas, you got you guys are playing for the big prize at the end. Uh, tell the people about that a little bit. Yeah. So there's a big, there's a, it's, there's, I think one, I think it's $1.1 million in prizes for the, for the final weekend. So the top four of six teams make it. Um, my team, team Trottier is um, we're second seed. So I think we'll play three, the third seed. Um, when you move on, you lose, you play a consolation game, I think. But um, like I said, it's been a ton of fun. It's, it's a lot of pressure. Um, the last few weeks have been building up um, a lot because obviously trying to get to the playoffs and get to that Vegas weekend has been the, has been the big, um, big thing you're trying to do. And, and every week has gotten a lot tighter. Scoring's been a lot tighter. Guys are learning how to lock it down a little bit. But um, so it's been super competitive and a blast. Yeah, I caught the first week and it was like getting into the people getting used to like the coaches getting used to the strategy and stuff. But now it's a uh, it's real fun to watch, man. It's uh, the only thing I don't think it's fun is to be a goalie. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I feel bad for the goalies. A lot of breakaways, two on ones, a couple two on O's, too. Yeah. Well, there's never any whistles real either. No, there's none. You, you play it live off of everything. So like if the puck nice. goes in the netting and drops down, you play it live. You know what I mean? And uh, I think you guys only play eight minute halves running time, but still you're changing every 25, 30, 40 seconds. Yeah. You guys, you guys got to be gassed. Oh yeah. You're gassed. So tw- I don't think people realize like, yeah, you got six skaters and you're kind of changing for a guy. Um, but sometimes you'll get back to the bench and be like, like you go first, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, you're trying to kind of conserve as much energy as you can while still playing good D you bend down and fake tying your skate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get an extra 30 second blow. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, you got to be in good shape. Um, if you're not in good shape, you'll, you'll kind of get exposed a little bit. So um, got to be in good shape. It's a, it's a workout. Now that that's great. And obviously Cam, I want to take a deeper dive into the three ice uh, eventually, but I like to go back to the beginning where it started. What was it about hockey that drew you to it? Nowadays, kids go out and do learn to skate. They fall all over. They hate hockey. They never want to go to a rink ever again. But what was it about the sport of hockey that just make you want to keep going back to the rink? And, you know, in your younger career, who was it that you, you looked up to it, you know, to, you want to take after in your game? Yeah, well, for the latter, I'll give you the latter real quick first. Uh, Brian Janta, just before I forget that, I just – he's a smaller guy, obviously played at Boston College. Um, Suck the play. Always – huh? Suck to play against. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> Little stud, and um, I kind of – I, I love watching him. But now to take it back, I just um, – I think I think just like how every kid falls in love with it. I mean, I had – I just remember early mornings with my dad going to like – I think it was Medford. My feet would be freezing and be skating early in the morning, and I would be like crying getting getting in the car putting my feet up against the the heaters but we'd go get uh what are those what were those glazed donuts you'd get after uh out in medford would they have crispy cream yeah 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 canes don't canes donuts is up there right okay was it canes? now it's canes. Now, now canes up there but crispy cream was up there they were yeah. nice and warm uh yeah, oh, oh, yeah. that was yeah, the yeah, ticket right there we're trying to talk about hockey and i'm talking about crispy cream <laughs> it's part of the game it's part of the culture <laughs> exactly <laughs> 
you got to be in shape, but Krispy Kreme donut. I love that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just fell in love with, I don't know, just the camaraderie, like kind of the locker room. And uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's a fun game to play. Um, cold air, like, you know, the corny parts of a cold air, the sound of your skates, like hitting the ice, like, yep. Um, yeah, I fell in love right away and I'm still, still just as in love with hockey as I, as I was when I was a kid. Now, growing up in your youth career, did you, were you mainly like a town hockey kid or did you play for like, um, I know back when I played now it's called the EHF, it was called the Metro league. Yeah. There's only one league. So was it, were you more like playing for like the Terriers, Eagles, teams like that, or just strictly town? Yeah. So I did Nate, I did Nate comments and I did, uh, it was Metro. I think when I first started, then it changed to EHF, but I played South Shore yeah. Kings. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was a South Shore Kings guy. We played at, uh, Sebs. We practiced at Sebs a lot. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then I, I was doing the combo, you know, the both. Yep. Ada Comets, um, and, and, uh, the Kings. Um, so a lot, lots of ice time for me when I was a kid, that's for sure. Uh, that's great. And, and obviously, you know, you went on to, to Rivers, um, which is, you know, an elite prep school. Was that your only option from a prep school or were you, you know, going back and forth with, Hey, do I want to stay at Natick and play, you know, Natick high with my buddies, or was it more of, I want to get it to the next level. And you know, what were your options with that road? Yeah, I think, I think I wanted to, I definitely wanted to play prep or private school for sure. Um, even at a young age too, I was always like uh, super like dedicated. I wanted to, take the necessary steps to, I guess, play at the highest level. And it seemed like at the time that, that, that was the right move. Um, so went went to rivers seventh to 10th grade. Um, and actually when I committed to Maine summer would have been going into my junior year, Maine had kind of at the time wanted me to go back to Natick high. And I played uh midget triple a for the advantage. And then, the plan was to kind of go to the EJ and play for um, Sean Tremblay um, of the Monarchs. Uh, they kind of had a little feeder system with uh, main guys in the past. So it kind of made sense. So I, so I did that. I got the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. I had to go to rivers for a little, got to, uh, got to mess around at Natick high in the, in the hallways with, the, <laughs> with some of my best friends too. So I got the best of both worlds there. Was, was McKechnie the coach at rivers when you were there? No, was it was uh, Bren Brendan Fleming was there. Okay. Uh, was the coach when I was there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, obviously you went on to university of Maine, top notch hockey school. What was that recruitment? Like, was there, were the other schools knocking on your door? Was Maine kind of like, I mean, obviously, you know, you're an undersized player, but you know, that obviously didn't stop you from yeah. you know, pursuing your dream. So were there any other schools in the mix? And if, if so, what, you know, what was it about Maine that really made you want to go there? So, uh, well, Maine, I fell in love when I went, when I went to Maine, I fell, I fell in love with the school. Um, right when I went up there, um, I went in the summer too, actually. Um, but it just felt like a good fit. Um, I was always, I always wanted to go to like a hockey East, just a hockey school, like where hockey's the big thing. Um, kind of feel like, you know, it sounds corny to say, but feel like a rock star, feel like the man playing at Maine. And I, I don't know. I felt like, uh, I felt like Maine was just a great situation, small town. All they cared about was hockey. The tradition was like second to none at the time. Um, so it made sense. And then as far as, as far as other schools, I, I talked to Northeastern on the phone. I did an unofficial at Harvard, but nothing much really after that. Um, they, they never really, Maine kind of came a knocking. Um, 
and I didn't really hear much after that from the other schools. So Harvard only cares about education. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they 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 kind of fell out of the out of the situation. They didn't really follow up with me anymore. So just a little unofficial. That's it. Nice. And Brownie, like talking about your process, like the and you know you mirrored your game. You know you talked about Brian Gianta, and obviously not a big guy. Um, you know, and I would say I probably got what 10, 15 years on you. So back in my playing days, it was, you know, if you weren't over six feet, so he kind of did not really fit the mold, uh, kind of, you know, back, back then. Um, can you kind of speak to, you know, was your size kind of a challenge? Um, you know, let's say from like prep school on played in the USHL as well. Like, you know, did you, did you find it kind of a tough thing? And as far as like, you know, did you feel like you weren't getting some looks from certain schools or certain places because of your size and, um, you know, kind yeah. of talk, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, just even watching Janta play, he was always obviously super skilled, but he was also smart and he was like so competitive. Um, and you kind of have to have that, competitive that like dog in you I think as an undersized guy um it was it was challenging I think at times for sure I mean still is like uh, a little on the smaller side you know they're always always still saying that I still I still laugh when I just skate with people or or kids and they're telling the wrong guy but they'll see someone and ah he's a little small I don't know if this guy can make it and obviously now a lot of small guys are uh, making it in the game but it, it was tough, I think, for a few years, maybe 12, 13, it started to get a little harder when when kids were starting to mature, and I maybe wasn't. I, I played 92 South Shore Kings, too. I was a 93, so I played up a year. So there was one one year that it was definitely a lot tougher, but I think it, it helped uh, help me be like the player I am today, for sure. Well, that, that's awesome. Um, you know, and like Merrill mentioned, in, in – you had a great career at Maine, 100 point club. Your senior year, you know, your captain, Kobe Baker nominee. Like, tell, take us through that experience. Like, obviously, you know, you hear Kobe Baker finals. Like, does that put more pressure on you to go out and want to excel more on the ice? Or is it just something like, hey, it's great, but I'm just going to go out and stick to my game and do what I got to do to help this team win? Yeah, I think that was just, uh, I mean, definitely a cool moment, but kind of something you're like, oh, you know, it, it, it's cool to, to see and hear, but um, it was just a, a small compliment to the, the people around me. And I think um, the the main family, um, like I said, it was, I think it was the top, maybe it was top 50 or something. So I knew it wasn't, I knew I wasn't close in the race with the, with the serious thing, but definitely cool to hear. But um, as far as being a captain, I mean, that, that's one of my most uh, proud, proud moments as a, uh, as a player and in my career, you know, like being named captain um, by your peers is a huge honor, you know, and that's something I'll, I'll never take for granted. And uh, yeah, just huge honor and, and really humbling. Curious. How did they tell you that you were going to be wearing the C? We had, uh, we had a vote and then the coach came in and pulled, did he, he pulled us out and then had us come in one by one and said, your captain, your assistant captain, your other assistant captain, uh, you know, and everyone was clapping or whatever. 
but uh it was a little like awkward you know you're like <laughs> kind of knew what was going on but you didn't know for sure till till you walk out but you obviously knew what was going on so like I said huge honor I think I think I like spoke and probably said something way too corny or something because uh, but but yeah just cool experience <laughs> being at a hockey school um being a captain, uh, playing at Maine, it was it was an awesome experience. What bet- was uh, what was Red Gendron like to play for? He was tough to tough to play for. Like he he demanded a lot. It was amazing. He um, he expected a lot out of his players. But if if you worked uh, and you competed, you you'd play. You know that's all he wanted is just like pure effort and uh, being competitive. And that was not just on Friday and Saturday. It was. Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, every day in the gym on the ice. Um, it was all about work ethic. So it was fun, fun playing for him. He was he was tough, tough to play for, like in the sense that he he demanded a lot, but he got the most out of his players. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I'm curious, though, hockey aside, what was the party scene like at University of Maine? Because I went to prep school in Maine for a year. Yeah. And when I tell you, like, we were literally in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, yeah. 15 miles down a road of nothing but trees. Boom. There's our campus. And then just another dark road. Like what was the party life like up there? It was a lot of fun. Uh, Orono (laughs) is obviously a small town, a lot of, a lot of house parties, house parties. There was like two or three bars at, there was a Pat's pizza. Um, The roost, the roost was our, our, uh, our spot. That's where we would all, uh, all make it over to, you know, all, we're all hockey guys. We're all like, all 21 by the end of our freshman or sophomore year. So um, that was kind of our spot, a lot of house parties, but yeah, we had fun um, freezing cold, but the, the house parties keep you nice and warm. Any, uh, do you guys do like any like rookie parties or rookie initiations or anything like that? Uh, that's yeah, a lot, that's we, allowed to be talked to on here. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's allowed to be spoken. And we, uh, <laughs> we welcome, we welcome our, we welcome our players. Um, don't make anyone do anything. I'll say, but they're welcomed appropriately. He'll leave it at welcome that. appropriately. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll leave it at that. But, uh, no, we, we had a ton of fun, fun up there. Um, some of my best friends still, I talk to all the time. You know what I mean? Um, playing in three ice with a couple, couple of guys that were a lot younger than me, um, when I was there and, uh, over the weekends, we always just laughing about our college days and, and stupid stories and stuff. So it was a blast. Ah, oh, those stupid stories. Often the best ones. Yeah, that's really. <laughs> um, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say. I don't want to kind of. I just want to say. So you, you have a, you have a great career. Um, you know, you're, you know, your senior year, you have a huge year, you kill it. So then, how does um, when your season ends, like how does? So now you're, you know, the season's over. Are you already on the phone with, uh, with pro teams? Or is it like a situation where like you wake up and then you're like, hey, I mean, I'm sure you probably already have like an agent in the works or something. But how, how does that all work? Because then you you uh, parachuted right into Adirondack after your senior year, the ECHL. Yeah. So we lost, I think, at UVM. And I actually my agent at the time, um, he had said he'd said I might be getting something right after he, he had kind of told me prior Um Hey, when the season ends, you might get a, a lick here, a lick there, whatever. Um, and I was actually supposed to supposed to end up somewhere. I thought I was going to end up somewhere. I thought I was going to get a an ATO uh, amateur tryout somewhere in the American League. So I was all fired up for that for that choice. And then 
that kind of, I thought that was happening. Um, on the bus back from UVM, I was like, you know, obviously pissed my senior season had ended. Like I knew we weren't going any further kind of like a lot of emotions, but then I had this little bit of excitement that I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a sniff in the American league. And then the next day, of course, I, I get a call. Oh, the deal, deal's gone, you know, like not happening. So it was actually spring break for, I think, two weeks. I don't know if we did a week or, or two weeks. And me and another and one of my teammates were just skating every day, kind of like waiting for a pro deal. Um, and uh, at the time, I was just kind of waiting, hoping I was going to get something in the American League and nothing kind of came, came of it. So uh, Adirondack made sense at the time and uh that was an awesome first first uh first sniff into the pro hockey lifestyle how much of a transition was it when you got to the uh, actual game day first day in the jersey and you realized man the competition just increased at least 50 percent better yeah i think i think uh it's crazy because you go into and uh, obviously guys are men um, in college, but these guys are men and they get, they get paid to, to do this for a living and they take it. Not that guys don't take it seriously in college, but you can kind of tell that level of commitment. Um, like just with daily habits is, uh, is a lot stronger and uh, they bring it every day. And, and uh, if you don't play well, kind of, you feel like you're on the chopping block. So um, it's, it's competitive and uh so it can be cutthroat, but uh, it's a blast, too, at the same time, as weird as that sounds. It's always got to be the fun stuff, right? Gordo yeah. knows all about the fun stuff. I like the fun stuff. Hey, Brian, how did you feel about the transition from 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 the college game to the professional game? I actually felt there was um, more room for – I felt like you could make a little more plays. I think in college it's it's it can be tight, right? Um Friday and Saturday at the Alphonse are the biggest games of all time. And game 64 of a three and three in Glens Fall, New York, it might be a little more open. Right. So I felt, um, I felt encouraged to be a little more creative or to make plays or to try some things. Um, but the transition, I think it was, it was really a lot, a lot more physical too. Um, just big, it's it's kind of, I feel like every level you go to that's that's better it's bigger stronger faster than the level ahead bigger yeah. stronger faster you know uh, but definitely just quicker s- smarter hockey too um guys may know when to make the right plays you know and then the 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 following season you ended up in in wheeling correct i was in wheeling yeah wheeling and then i got a little i i got to springfield for a little bit Right. Um, then back to Wheeling, and then I got one game at the end of the year with with Wilkesbury. Um, so that was kind of a wild year. Um, first first taste in the American League. Um, I had a really cool moment. Um, my second goal, we got to we were playing against the Providence Bruins, and obviously, nice. being a Boston like all mass guy, um, I, I scored my first AHL goal against uh, against Providence, and that was kind of a cool little little moment um great so yeah cool taste in the american league same thing a little bigger stronger faster um cutthroat i was up there for like a month two months i think i played like 13 games um a little bit in and out of the lineup um but you know i'd felt okay that's that's a step 
in the right direction. Hopefully I can, you know, you know, stick longer, um, which, which luckily the next year, next year I did, I got to Wilkes-Barre. I think I played 30 games with Wilkes-Barre that year. Um, that was an awesome experience too. Um, and you get, you get, they treat you really well. Wilkes-Barre bre- breakfast and lunch. It's almost a little boot. It was a little bougie compared to Wheeling, <laughs> Wheeling, West Virginia. Yeah, really, uh, uh, Wheeling's an interesting city. Wheeling. And then, and then you had, obviously, yeah, like I said, Wilkes-Barre, Colin Wilkes-Barre, bougie. It's a little crazy to say, but we just got treated really well there. Pittsburgh's such a good organization. They're actually, Wilkes-Barre is um, retiring Chris Bork's number this upcoming season. Oh, are they? No Yeah, way. it just got announced at the beginning of the week. They're not. I think it's like January 23rd there um, or something like that. They're uh, yeah, January 17th. They're going to um, retire it. Okay. That's awesome. I didn't know. So that. I just, just want to touch real quick. So obviously you, you went to the Springfield Thunderbirds for a, um, on a loan. You played 13 games there. I'm curious on what it was like. I mean, obviously you were there a short time, but what was it like playing with Mark Fain? Fainer. He was a really good guy. I mean, he, uh, I mean, like I said, I was only the, I was only there for a little bit, but, um, I, uh, there was a couple mass guys there, uh, Fainer and Farnham. Farnham's actually on my, um, Trottier team, uh, in three ice too. Um, but Fainer kind of took me under his wing. I think, I think mass guys kind of take care of mass guys. Right. Uh, yep. and I think, uh, you have a little bit more, I don't know, you have a little bit more connection to a guy. So he kind of, um, you know, I felt like he took me under his wing and uh, treated me pretty well for the for the time I was there. So, fellow Boston guy is always going to take another Boston guy under his wing. No ifs, ands, exactly. or buts about to. it. You have to. Gordo, he was he was a province guy. Yes, he was a province guy. So, his, I know Fane through we have, we have a mutual friend um, that we're both really close with, and so I, I've hung out with Mark a bunch okay. of times, and I've always made sure I left my wallet at home because. <laughs> I knew, I knew that, I knew that, I knew the cake he was making. <laughs> great, great fucking guy though. Great he guy. is, he is, he leaves, uh, you know, he, I still see him, you know, maybe like once or twice a month. He lives in Milton. Yeah. So whenever, I, whenever I go to my buddy's house, he's typically there. Okay. Um, but he is, he's just such a, a down to earth guy. Yeah, great hockey player too. Just humble. You'd have no idea. Exactly. What he does. Or, exactly. Yeah. You, if you ever met him, you'd be like, there's no way this kid lives in a $6 million house and, does yeah. whatever he wants but yeah. he is just such a good guy right. um unfortunately you know his career bothered by injuries which was a bummer for him because yeah. um i mean he he had a great career in my eyes yeah yeah he did um so you know you you had a few you know went to wilkes-barre for uh you know another season then what when did you make the decision that okay you know what i want to go over to europe and and get the hockey in over there and see what, see what that's like. What, what was it that made you want to go over there? I think I've always had a bit of curiosity to go to Europe. Um, I guess just being, um, I don't know. Everyone's always told me, ah, you know, you love Europe. The rinks are bigger, open more space to make plays, whatever. Um, a lot of cool places to play and live. Um, so I've always had it in the back of my mind, the wheeling season, I think it ended early because of COVID. I'm not, I think that was the year. And then um, I think COVID had just started, whatever, slow down. And then I had it in my mind when I was driving back from Wheeling that season, I was like, I'm going to go play in Europe next year for sure. So uh, that's when I ended up in Denmark. And, and just for our listeners, like, what's, what's it like over there hockey-wise? And like, 
outside the rink, you know, as a professional athlete over there, like how do they treat you? What's an everyday? Yeah. I mean, they treat you, they treat you super well. I mean, obviously certain cities or teams in certain countries can be better or worse than others. Um, my, my situation in, in Sunder Yuska is a small little town. It's called Voyance. Um, but they, they treated us really well. Um, you know, nice apartment, nice car. Um, you kind of just, you go to the rink every day, take care of your business in the morning. And, um, you definitely have some downtime and free time, but same as North America. But as far as treatment, I, I would say, especially my, my experience have been, uh, have been pretty, pretty good in, um, in Denmark for how I've been treated. That's awesome. Not not to throw any shade at any towns or anything, but what was one of the first times that you were on the circuit in Europe and you were like, wait a minute, we're going to do what and where? Yeah, well, I, we had a, we had a, we had this like, it wasn't a rookie, I wouldn't say party, but it was like, uh, we just like, you know, we all had a little like, we had a party, a team party with, it's called a, uh, what do they call it? Why am I blanking on this? It's called like locker room fest. That's like the translation in Danish. Locker fest. Nice. Yeah. Like I, we basically like, (laughs) you almost like move the logo carpet out of the thing. And like, we had a table and and essentially we just had whatever kegs, drinks, whatever you can name. And uh, (laughs) all the new guys have to bring a new, a new bottle of some some sort of drink, you know, like, I just didn't want to copy anyone's. I ended up bringing like, uh, I brought Jameson. I don't even drink Jameson. <laughs> yeah, man, my bottle didn't even make it out to tell you how my day went. But these Danes, they can, they love to party and they love to, to drink. They drink till like six in the morning, like psychos. They're crazy. I heard uh, they don't even get hung over. No, they don't. They, 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 they just wake drink. up and go do what they need to do. And they don't drink light beers, light beers there. They drink uh, real heavy, heavy drinks, um, and they can drink them all day. Like, I remember we were all with – it was like two hours into – I hadn't – I'd been there like a week, and, and we, everyone was standing up on their chair, like, dancing. And I'm like, Patson was my album. I'm like, what am I doing? You know, I'm singing like, <laughs> singing like some random song, you know. No, uh, they were singing some random song. You were yeah, keeping I was cadence to sing along. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was li- I was lip singing. Yeah, it's beautiful, well, beautiful I, work. I yeah. love watching the you know when you whenever you see you know you get on social media and you see whatever different country and the fans and they're dancing and they're jumping up and down. It just seems like the atmosphere and you know and then you've got this huge ass rink and you yeah. Know, I, I mean, it's got to be fun, you know. Uh, the only thing I can probably compare it to is playing at UNH and that huge, you know, gigantic. Oh yeah, oh um, yeah, ocean. Yeah, that was. There was no forechecking going on. Yeah, impossible. Yeah, uh, and yeah. UNH ends up getting like twelve breakaways a game. What's yeah. going on here? Yeah. <laughs> they're uh, the only ones used to playing on that ice. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy, and they yeah they they're good at that. Uh, yeah, but it's it's a blast. I've. Uh, like I've loved my experiences. Uh, the fans were great. They all have like the flags going and stuff. My mom and dad uh, got to come over um, this year and visit, watch a couple games. So that was pretty pretty cool for them to see too. That's awesome. That is awesome. Now, like, outside the rink, overseas playing, like, are you recognize? Like, do the fans recognize you walking down the street, going to get a cup of coffee, or are you just kind of like able to do your own thing, fly under the radar, or you know? 
you signing autographs, kissing babies, signing uh, boobs, you know. No, this this was a small town. Maybe you'd you'd see a couple of local people at like a smaller coffee shop, but nothing nothing too crazy. Uh, not not really signing autographs and kissing babies in this city. But I think there's definitely certain places, teams, uh, you know, countries where where you are a lot a lot bigger for sure. When when you went when you decided to go over overseas and play, did you find it? Did you find if you had to like you know restructure your game and all? Obviously, you're playing on a big ice surface. I've heard that there's really not you know the contact isn't as intense as it is in the AHL, the coach, the show. Did you feel you had to like change your game at all, or just get over there and play your style? No, yeah, I just try to get over there and kind of play my style. I would say definitely at times it's it, it's not as physical, just but but not so much because of I guess the league. I would say because there's more space. Um, so it's almost harder to be more physical. Um, but yeah, I, I always kind of just try to play my game, um, do my thing and, and kind of look at it that way. And how's it, and how's the team looking in France now for next season? We should be good. I think they, I think they went all the way to the finals. They lost in the finals last year. I think, um, we should have a good team. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, it should be good. We should we should definitely contend to to win it, and then we we play in this thing called the Continental Cup. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's like a smaller league, so smaller league, Champions League kind of. And if you win, oh okay, you, you get the Champions League. Of course, the Europeans involved the soccer system somehow. Of course, they yeah, did. exactly right. Yeah, so we play. Uh, I think we host the the first uh, the first leg or whatever, and if we move on. We, we should be, and I think we, sh- we should move on. Um, if we move on, we'll go to like the second leg, a third leg. And I think we also have a team that could potentially win and compete to win that, which is, which is really exciting. And, and we might have the opportunity to, uh, to go see some cool places too. I'm curious about the, uh, the, the French media. Uh, do they kind of cover the game in-house and out uh, the same way that we do here in the States or is it a completely different setup? I think it's the same, but it's obviously all just in, in French. So they'll be uh, announcing the games in French, but I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not completely positive because I haven't been over there yet, obviously, but I think it's, I would assume it's the same as Denmark was, you know, they had video radio and it was just all in Danish. My dad's like, well, I have no idea what they're saying. <laughs> I wish I could listen to this. What are they saying? Yeah, yeah. but that's awesome. They, uh, yeah, they end up. I I saw like I've seen pictures uh, and highlights of the French league. Like it's it's been around for a while. I think it's it's been around for a few decades, and um, it's definitely um, you know it it definitely feels like big league hockey as far as like the coverage, the crowds. So I mean, I think you'll have a lot of fun over there. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I think uh, the city. I was I was saying you guys were laughing first. I was trying to say it like. With the French French accent, so but Angers, it's called or Anger, as we would say. Um, but they have a pretty new rink. It was built in like 2019, and I was like, you know, creeping their Instagram and stuff. And it looks like <laughs> um, it looks like they have a great fan experience too. Like games, like pretty much sold out. Looks like to me. Uh, so it looks like it'll be a fun fun experience, fun uh, fun place to play. Yeah. Like locker room setup. Yeah. Now, it looks like a nice locker room setup. My buddy's um, out there now. I'm going a little late because of this three ice, but uh, 
he said it's a good setup. Um, so, and he's enjoying himself so far. So, so far, so good. So, were they they're gonna have uh, what? Uh, how many U.S. imports that have? Are you the only one? Or... The, the rule is maybe nine. Um, okay. So there's that's... a bunch of there's a bunch of Canadians. I think we have maybe seven total signed, seven or eight. Maybe I make eight. I think there's there's definitely another American. Um, one one American I know, a Canadian I know, and then other guys. I mean, I've maybe crossed paths with or kind of played against somewhere or have some sort of small hockey connection somewhere with. So, and how are the how are the how are the non-import guys at some of the places you played? Pretty good, or yeah, yeah. Well, in Denmark. Um, in Denmark, it was great. Like the the Danes speak, uh, spoke, speak. I can't speak English. Jesus. Um, you are uh, doing just fine. The Danes um, spoke great English. Um, our coach was um, Canadian, um, and he would speak, uh, obviously speak English. So there was a lot of English being spoken in our locker rooms, and uh, it was fun. I, I uh, my girlfriend is Danish, and I was learning a little Danish as well as two other teammates of mine. So it got pretty fun. My second year guys were, you know, kind of quizzing us in Danish and we were trying to say absolute nonsense in Danish and just, yeah. Yeah. So have you Danish, have Danish chirps going? There you go. Yeah. Is it more like chirps or grunts? I can't tell. Chirps, it's more grunts. Like what the fuck? You know, it's like, you, it's like German, but with slang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't have know you if played for a coach over there at all though. That doesn't speak English. Yeah. So I, when I was in Sweden, I was there for, uh, I was there for a hot second for two months, but like you're looking at your stall mates, like what the fuck did he just say? We would have a meeting every day for for uh, for 45 minutes, and it was just it was just all in Swedish. And then you get the the cliff notes or the spark notes. Kids like PP sucks. Like shoot the puck. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> you got like, it. Oh, so it's like, like being that, in college, not like, not is, understanding the teacher, not listening yeah. to the teacher, and then getting like, the cliff notes in the smart kid in class. <laughs> that all he said? He was talking for 45 minutes. Like I feel thinking. like there should be more in that translation. Yeah. <laughs> like there should be more, yeah. So so uh, so how so when you're over there, right? So like how like the I I think Gordo kind of mentioned this or Clance mentioned this too, but like is there a like skill-wise, are they close to you guys or, or can you really tell like like is the the north american guys that much farther ahead maybe than than the uh than the guys who are native to the you know french you know the, the french guys or you haven't been over there yet but the danish yeah. players yeah i mean they they're all like the danes the danes can all uh they all skate super well i think you can tell sometimes maybe that the higher end the higher end guys are are the higher end guys but i mean for the most part that they can I mean, they can all play and they they're doing it as a job, too, at a young age, too. So um, most of them, like the young guys, I was pretty close to some of the younger guys. They're they're very eager to like learn and like work on their game, too. So I had a I had a fun time working with like the younger guys and like into like the skill development, like Gordo and like doing doing shit after practice and like trying to get better. Um, but they're they're They can play. And uh, the Danes, the Danes can uh they can skate. They they run around and try to hit you. So you gotta keep your head up too, for sure. <laughs> now, you, you, obviously, you mentioned you're heading over a little later due to the three ice. Um, you know, I, I'm assuming you're you're under contract with this with this team. And 
was there any like were they like hey like we really don't want you doing the three ice and you know chance of getting hurt you know there's no contact like how how did they handle you playing in this three ice? yeah well i think just with uh every every team i talked to this summer um just like committed to three ice it's something i want to play in um been a great experience so far um i mean trottier's behind the bench and i'm like talking to him every day like i'm like is this real or or what um but that was kind of a non non-negotiable um for me just when i was talking to european teams and uh some teams i talked to a team earlier that they they weren't happy with it and they were not willing to offer me a contract to come late and i said that that's fine we'll we'll go with a different go in a different direction so um i kind of made sure i was honest right away hey i'm gonna play in this and i'm gonna see this out till uh till i come out so they they respected my decision and and completely understood so and that my friends is how you sign a quality player yeah but they they understand it's not like i'm i'm you know screwing around it's like i'm i'm playing every weekend i'm training during the weeks and stuff like i'll be in i'll be in great shape when i get there so i think they they know that too so no that's doubt. awesome now i i definitely want to take a, a deeper dive in three ice um i think this is a, a great great thing that has been started and hopefully goes on for years to come were you involved with it from the very beginning? Like, I know they, I think they had like a draft or a camp or something like that to ch- get players out there. Walk us through that whole process and how you got involved with this. Yeah. So I got a message um, from the founder, um, EJ. Um, and I was like, as soon as I heard about it, kind of, I was like, this is real. This is unbelievable. Like I would love to play in this. Um, and they had a tryout. We had a tryout in April. Um, I was lucky enough to, to go attend the tryout. They've been treating us super well. The tryout was an awesome experience. Kind of got a little taste of it there. They had a draft um, shortly after the tryout. Some guys got drafted that were there. Some guys got drafted, you know, off paper that had said that were, I think, in the draft. I don't know if it was in the draft portal or not. Uh, and, uh, yeah, since then, I, I got chosen for, obviously, Team Trottier. Experience has been awesome, you know, just I think meeting all these people and like these Hall of Fame coaches and legends and just your teammates and, and even guys on other teams. It's been really cool to uh, to get to know guys. You mentioned Trottier for sure, but uh, who who's some of the other names and faces that you look across the ring sometimes? You're just like, oh, my God, I'm on the same ice with this guy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, Joe Mullen's a coach. I know you said on the ice, but. Joe Mullen's a coach. I'm on his flights usually from, from the Boston area. And that's, that's pretty cool. Um, we have a, we have a small group of some mass guys um, and they're, they're a little bit older than me. Uh, they've kind of taken me under their wing. Um, Pat Mullen, um, Joe Whitney and Bobby Farnham. Um, and obviously those three have had um, crazy, like amazing careers. Um, so just to be able to learn, learn from them and, and kind of pick their brain every every weekend at, at Logan Airport has has been fun. I'm sh- I'm sure I annoy them with all the questions. How was this spot? How was that spot? How was this coach? How was that coach? You know, I'm quizzing them all the time. Um, but yeah, and just the rest of the coaches too are obviously all legends too. So it's just been it's been pretty surreal. That's that's awesome. And yeah, that's cool. So obviously, it's like a round robin tournament situation like you go out you play your game and then you just go you know if you win 
you go sit in the locker room, wait for your next game, or if, and if you lose, you just get undressed and say, all right, boys, where are we heading to tonight? Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, you, you play if you play, and if you win, you're, like you said, you like some guys maybe get all the way undressed if you're the first game, got a couple games to kill, maybe grab a coffee um, and kind of sit around and wait to, to play again. And we'll watch the other games if we can get it on the TV in the locker room or go sneak out and, and kind of watch in the corner of the rink or somewhere. But um, yeah, losing. And then as far as like losing, like, like this past weekend, we lost um, and we only had two goals and we're, you're just kind of praying to be the, the lucky loser with the most goals to move on. Obviously two, two wasn't enough this weekend, but you're kind of like crossing your fingers, like hoping for, um, hoping for teams not to score so you can move on, get a second chance in the semis. Um, and then, yeah, you kind of guys, um, guys do their own things. A lot of guys have been bringing family, friends, girlfriends. My family was out there this weekend. So um, it was pretty cool to, to have them in the crowd, grab dinner and food with them, uh, you know, grab a beer and, and talk about what we're going to do to, to win in, in Vegas. Now I'm curious when you're on the ice plane, is it, a highly competitive atmosphere or is it any like friendly chirping or because I, I try to watch it whenever it's on. And I have noticed that the goalie for team Mullen, Jacob Theoc, <laughs> like that guy, it, it, like he takes runs at guys. Like what, how competitive is it out on the ice? Cause every time I've seen this kid play, he's tried to elbow people coming across. Like what's his Yeah. Deal? Yeah. I mean, it's super competitive. Um, uh, like you're playing for real money, you know? Um, so it's, it's super competitive and you can tell like the level as it's, as you figure we figured it out a lot, a lot more. And as it got closer to playoffs, you can tell it got ramped up. Obviously it's a, it's a no hitting league, but it, it can get physical at times and it can get very intense at times. So I can only imagine in Vegas, it's, it's going to be that, but even on steroids. So, uh, so, in Vegas, you said the pot was like one point one million or something like that. Yeah. So if your team wins that, do they just split that amongst all of you? So if our team if our team wins, I think it's it's individually you get a, a hundred twenty seven grand. Yeah. Sold. I'll take eight. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I'll take the so twenty seven, and you take the hundred. Lots of lots to play for. It's a lot of uh, obviously a lot of money. It's real money, um, and I mean. It's hard to say you're not motivated by that money. Obviously we are all playing cause we love it and stuff, but, but that's, that's can be life-changing money for a lot of people, myself included. Um, so it's, it's going to be very competitive. Uh, I'm, I'm freaking so pumped. Um, I, I think we have the team that can, that can do it. And uh, so it's going to be an interesting so, weekend. So when you win $1.1 million next week, Please tell me the Causeway Kings at least get a shout out in like your thank you speech for winning that much money. Yeah, definitely. Causeway Kings, <laughs> of course. Of course. Obviously. Um, one, one thing I wanted to kind of take a dive into is obviously, you know, this is a brand new league, but all the jerseys and gloves are sponsored by Vibero Hockey, which I mentioned before. I, I, I am a, a rep for them. I'd love to get your thoughts on the gear, what you think of it, um, the, you know, comfortability of the shirts, the gloves. Yeah, it's been yeah. awesome. Um, I got the. I actually. I, I think I got a. I got the shell and I got the gloves. Um, 
and uh, jerseys have been great. Uh, I actually, I like, I love the gloves. Gloves have been my my favorite piece of equipment. But um, guys, have, guys have enjoyed the stuff. Um, I know that. Um, so it's been cool to see. It's cool too that it's a a different company instead of the the big ones. And like I said, like performance wise, like I think they've been awesome. Uh, I would, I would. I would definitely put those gloves up against any other glove. Like I said, I, I love using them. So, yeah, and, and that's what I try to tell people when you're working for them. Like you're getting top of line gear, and but the best part is it's very cost friendly mm-hmm. for for players. You know, you, yeah. you go to a, you, you go to pure hockey now. You go to buy the top line bower stick. I want to say it's like three sixty nine right now. Is it really? Yeah. It's like, it's oh something yeah, like it's that. cake. All it's I cake. know is it's almost equal to my truck payment. I know that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you know and. With with Vibero, you know, Andy Sutton, the NHL veteran that owns it, he he did it right. He made one stick, top of the line stick, yeah. and it's a very very cost friendly price for any type yeah. of player. Yeah, you know, um, but yeah, no, I I want to get your feedback on the gear, and you know, it's it's glad that you enjoy it, and you know, we're hoping that Vibero makes so, more of a, a push when it comes to to things like this. So what you're saying is you're coming to Vegas since you're. I, you know what? Pack it up, boys. Causeway Kings are going to Vegas. Thing. So that's what, the weekend of the 20th? 20th. We play on the 20th, yeah. Might be a little tough because my wife's having a baby on the 24th. Everybody except Clance is going to Vegas. But, Let's go, yeah. boys. I've heard, like, only, like, Vegas yeah, is one of, those, one of those cities you can only go to for, like, two nights minimum, two nights max. So I could be back by the 23rd and still making the time of breath. Oh, congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. Congrats. Uh, it's the third one. It's, you know, whatever. He said it's the third one <laughs> got casually. Cam, he's got a line now. He's got a center and two wings. Exactly. Yeah. But no, I mean, and Cam, I don't know like how particular you are on your sticks. Like if you use certain curves, flex, things like that. But I have, you know, I have a couple here in, in the basement. I mean, that I, I'd be willing to toss in your hands and hey, let's I, try I, them out. Can't say I can't say no to no to sticks. So oh, I would love to I'd love to try them out for sure. Yeah, I don't I don't know what kind of curve preference you use. P eighty eight. I got my buddies who, who don't who don't play hockey still making fun of me for using that curve. So well, the the ones I got I got I got a P ninety two and and a couple um well they called the V ninety two okay the barrel and then the V twenty eight which is more of a smaller yeah. blade but with a little bit of a toe curve on it. Yeah yeah yeah. I wanted to, I, I was thinking about uh. Thinking about messing around with curves. Uh, so they're they're seventy five flex. I don't know what your flex preference is. I get sixty five right now. Uh, little guy, right? Trying to lean on that <laughs> thing, make that thing bend. So, well, what I'll do is I'll I'll catch up with Gordo or uh, whenever you guys are down the rock on rink, I'll 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 stop in and and drop them off to you and love oh, love yeah. to get your feedback That'd on. Be awesome, yeah, I'd love to. That'd be sweet. Sounds yeah. good to me. Brownies I one. just when Brownies. you give the shout out when you win the million. My name has to go first. All right. Fair that's, enough. That's, just the, that's just the only agreement we have to have. In Fair place. enough. <laughs> and, and your skills coach gets 25% cut. That's yeah. Exactly. That's right. Man, 25, you are generous. That's all you want. Man, you are a good guy right there, buddy. Johnny, <laughs> I, I told Gordo, I said, Gordo, like, let's hit the gym hard. Let's train. And why don't you get into this three ice thing next year? I know. Well, well it's, it's exciting, too, for, the, like, the league. Like, I, it's – I think been really successful so far. They're treating us really well. Um, and guys are, guys are really enjoying it. Uh, it's been a, a blast and I think it's going to keep expanding. I think next summer it's, you know, going to be even better. It's going to get better and better. Um, 
those guys know what they're doing and they're going to, they're going to crush it and, and keep making it the best experience that they can make and the best product that, that they can have on the ice will be on the ice. Yeah. I, I'd love to see them do come to Boston. That would be sick. I would That'd be too. unreal. I would too. Yeah. It's the TV coverage. I mean, the announcer from the announcers to just the, the flow of the game and how that, you know, cause it's a, it's what's a, what's a broadcast goal. Like, they, you guys start at like four thirty, and it wraps up around eight thirty or so. It's yeah, like, I think yeah. Sometimes they start at three. This weekend was what? Yeah, four thirty. Yeah. So uh, they do three a, to six. They do a great the, the coverage is awesome. You know, those guys are awesome too. The uh, the uh, and the analysts, analysts um, yeah. are awesome. So they're cool guys. We've gotten to hang out with them a little bit too. So and are they gonna like? you know are some of the guys a little nervous like you know everyone's watching you guys play on tv and make money over the summer like you know are they going to expand to more teams maybe or i, I don't know the exact uh, goals if it'd be more teams uh more cities or whatever whatever longer season um but i think it's i think it's i think guys are, are definitely itching to I've been getting some texts from some buddies coming out of the woodwork and uh, guys definitely want to get in this um, because of, of how well it's been run and, and uh, how much fun it is and, and how much they're, uh, and, and, and they're obviously treating us well um, financially too. So this is definitely going to be an outlet for the guys that are playing high level hockey, but maybe just underneath that, that usual floor of the pro levels like that, but this is a great outlet for, everyone that is a fan of the game exactly i think it's that kind of honey hole for for guys playing in europe in not the you know the biggest leagues in the world in europe um um and i think i think it shows too how many how many guys can play guys are guys came out of retirement for this um Bugsy malone Bugsy malone he's there awesome guy um so yeah i think it's just going to keep growing and i hope i, I hope gotta ask how hard is it to play against Swaggy Pete? Yeah, he's skilled, huh? Oh my god! Buzzing around, absurd. I know. He uses that. He uses that long stick. Yeah, crazy. He's like my size, but he uses that long stick. And he uses that fucking, fucking power stick with the hole in it. Yeah, yeah, he does. So yeah, annoying. Yeah, I yeah, hate that. Yeah, yeah, he's a man. He's a great guy. Uh, and obviously, it's cool. Like he got the showcase. He showcases his skill, you know, on Instagram, and he's he's got a pretty big following. Uh, but but he he can play, and he showed he can he can play too. So that's pretty cool. Because he was he played at UVM. He played at UVM. Um, he played overseas a bit too. Uh, played in the coast. Uh, I mean, maybe the American League too. Yeah. So now in this league, out of all the teams, like who do you find the hardest player to play against? Oh, uh oh, that's a tough question. Um, well, right now I'll say that the team to beat, I guess, is team, team Mullen, um, Joe Whitney and, uh, and Patrick Mullen, um, have been, have been really good. That, that team looks good, but, um, we gotta, we gotta take care of them. And I think, well, we can, we can take care of business, but that, that's, well, that's the team to beat, I guess I'll say, but they got some, they got a good team. They, they just play a good solid like team game. Um, everyone contributes. Everyone plays hard on D. Take uh, them out late night before the game in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> tactics, tactics, tactics. I love it. 
Uh, uh, I, say, I see you guys do like pregame. You guys do a pregame skate and all that. Like, do you guys go over? Like, you know, it seems like you guys have struggled the last couple games. Uh, yeah. But you know, like every, it's uh, it's kind of like an up and down thing when you're playing three v three. But do you guys have like any sort of tactics that you use? To- yeah, I mean, we're well, we're talking about it all the time. Like, I'm talking about it all week with whatever guys on our team individually or in the group like oh we got to do this we got to do that but um you know we're meeting just some small meetings here and there i was just we're playing like we got to maybe tighten this up or tighten that up or but i mean it comes down to i think you got to score on your chances too when you get your, your grade a's it's that's where it's intense and like you said it's three and three it's up and it's up and down um it can always go any way but i think biggest thing is you got to bear down on your, on your chances. Um, and usually when you do, if you take care of that, that early, you can move on and, and keep playing on the weekend. That's what it's all about. Some people are working for the weekend. We're playing for the weekend. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I went there. What are you going to do about it? All right. You can only set it up 15 times before I finally got to let it fly, man. Sorry. <laughs> all right. <Let's> go. <laughs> all right. There it is. There it is. Uh, we've got a lot more questions here. I know uh, Gordo and Merrill both had a whole list of things going on. So, Gordo, let's pass it back over to you, and uh, let's see what we got going on here. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, I one, I can't imagine playing in that league and having a four-time Stanley Cup champion telling me what to do on the ice with a cowboy hat on. Sounds seems like it's pretty fun. <laughs> but, uh, no, I just, you know. I've known Brownie for a while now and, you know, skated with me off and on and just uh, um, watching you, you know, over the last several years. And it is, I, I will say one thing I, you know, his work ethic um, resonates, you know, and I'm sure, you know, I'm not there when he's playing live with his teams, but I could just say it from a standpoint of, you know, when he comes out and skates with the guys in the summer, it's, you know, it's, it's fucking hilarious to listen to kids and just, he does a drill and they go, Holy shit. Like this, you know, and doesn't do anything less than a hundred percent. And I'm not trying to pump his tires here. Cause uh, that's, you want to be my agent. I would never, <laughs> I would never pump your tires, but um, no, it's, it's, he's just such a fun, exciting guy to watch on the ice. And, you know, um, I still, I, I still think you got a lot more good years in you, but um you know, when do you see this kind of, you know, getting a little older, you know, it, it happens, you know, would you ever come back to the States or you think you're just going to ride it out in Europe and, you know, well, first off, thanks. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, it means a lot uh, coming from you. Um, so thank you. And um, as far as uh, I don't know, I, I want to play till till the wheels fall off. To be completely honest, uh, Yager syndrome. Look at you. I, I mean, I, I mean, was... I'm I getting paid to play a game I love. Um, doesn't feel like work. I still love going to the rink. So either till the wheels fall off, or or till um, or till maybe the wheels really fall off, and I kind of if I lose passion for it too. Um, if I can't give it a hundred percent on a, a Tuesday in Rockland um, at, at three o'clock, then. Yeah. No sign. Know, of huh? I said no sign of that there. Yeah. Yeah. I hope not. Um, We're glad to have I you. I think just as soon as passion or, or if I, if I kind of wasn't playing to, 
the ability that I was, uh, or the standard that I, that I hold myself to. Um, and as far as state side goes, I, I'm not really sure. Um, right now I'm, I'm enjoying, uh, enjoying playing in Europe and just kind of taking that, that thing one year at a time. It's a good way to be. And don't forget, even Wayne Gretzky had to say once, you know, nine goals in a season used to be a good weekend. I think it's time. <laughs> Yeah. So if you ever get to that point, that's that's the measuring bar I think everybody should shoot for. That sounds about right. And I think Brownie, I think Brownie would be a great coach. So I hope you stay in, you know, no matter how long you play, I hope you stay in the game and you know. Yeah. You, you, Thanks. I, I would love I think I mean I didn't say it now, I'd love to be a coach, but I'd love to stay in the game in some way, shape or form, coach, youth hockey, older, whatever. Um there's tons of tons of different sides of development um coaching whatever it may be so i think i want to stay involved in, a, in it somehow i haven't exactly figured out in what way but I'll, I'll i'm trying to also be prepared for that a little bit of course that's what everyone says yeah. um you know i do some skill stuff um at this wellesley rink um close by home for me um uh, so i'm interested in that but We'll see, kind of, but definitely, I'll, I'll definitely stay involved in the game. Don't you worry, buddy. Anyone who loves hockey as much as you do, she'll find a way to keep you around. Don't you worry. Touche. <laughs> All right. So, hey, we didn't even ask you this. Social media. You do any online stuff? Where can people find you? You post anywhere? What's going on with that? A little bit. Um, I think I'm 21. I'm like 21 Cam Brown on Instagram and maybe Cam Brown 21 on Twitter. <laughs> They're flipped, I think. Um, so that's post here and there. Not not all the time, but I'll, I'll post here and there. I'll throw up something on the story. Maybe not always a post all the time, but... Uh, Join yeah, the boys on Causeway Cruise. <clears throat> Just saying. Yeah, yeah, I'll post that, of course. <laughs> yeah. You're not, you're not an elite Instagrammer like myself? People, you guys said, I was <laughs> laughing too. We were talking before the thing. You guys were like local legend. I was like, I don't know about a legend, but I'll take local. <laughs> oh, you're a local legend. <laughs> Doing um, it right. What, I, will, I, will, I will say really quick. My only, my only one up on Brownie. I think they were him and his buddies were probably like just getting out of like U eighteen maybe or junior, and me and Billy Tibbetts ran show on that team pretty bad. It was. That's oh, yeah. that, that's my little right here. Three on three. Three on three. <laughs> Not to hang them through the doors. The, uh, the young guns. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun too. That's that was. Uh, that was a blast. I remember I, I couldn't get around you. Those those three B. That's a little different three B three than you're playing right now, bud. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Your life isn't on the line right now. Yeah. <laughs> Gordo's yeah. laying um, the lumber on my on my hands every every shift. Me and Tibbet running around like a couple maniacs. <laughs> I love it. As uh, listeners of the show know, as soon as you mentioned Mr. Tibbets, uh, all of our ears and eyes perked up. Uh, Cam, you don't know this, but uh, long story short, Billy Tibbetts and I almost went at it at a radio station once, and I had no idea who he was, and I literally came this close to dying in real life. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was going to say, it wasn't going to end well for you. It was absolutely not, and thank God what happened happened, but I didn't realize who it was until two days later when my buddy came up to me and goes, dude, you almost died. Did you even know that? <laughs> what do you oh, mean? Boy, and then he, and well, then he showed me, we, and then he showed me a video of Tibbetts beating up uh, Federuk or something like that. I was like, "That's who that was." <laughs> uh, we 
we that that summer we used to do a 3v3 my buddy uh, rob used to run a 3v3 tournament out of the hang'em rank it was and it's it's like a shoebox. it's just it's like up and down it's like you know the scores are like 30 to 25 it's it's just like the wild west out there and you know and billy asked to play on our team and you know i didn't have a lot of guys so i said yeah you can jump in with us and uh, I think he scored like 4,000 goals that weekend. But we, we ended up making it to the finals. Our goalie went out and got wrecked the night before the finals, showed up, couldn't save a beach ball. I thought he couldn't have got out of the locker room any faster. It was uh, it was not a good uh, championship loss there. Yeah. That, that weekend was was always so much fun, though. And the hockey was like, it was such good yeah. hockey. Yeah, there was, a, I mean? all, and, there was all like college and pro guys. and Yeah. And that rink is is so narrow too. Yeah, like, very tough. You can't really. It's just all stops and starts. You can't that, get that. Through. You could probably cover it like with your wingspan, literally. Yeah, Not yeah maybe a little further than that. But. <laughs> all over now. I love it. Good old Billy Tibbetts. Yep. <laughs> Stories abound. Stories yeah. abound. I don't know. I was doing a uh, a few years ago a pickup hour at the Ponce Rink in Dorchester with a bunch of guys I grew up with, and we're skating. It's like. One bench had like eight guys. We had like five, and next thing you know, no one saw him come in the rink. Comes out of the locker room, full gear, Philadelphia Flyers helmet. Just comes on the bench, gets right on the ice, and starts going. Guy on my team goes, "Who the fuck is this clown?" I go, "I, I wouldn't, I would not even attempt to look yeah. in his direction." No. And they're like, "What? What do you know him?" I said, "You know Billy Tibbetts." He goes, "That's Billy Tibbetts." I said, "Yeah." He goes, oh, "All right." All right. Okay. <laughs> Big tough done. Don't just go. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, okay. I just wanted a quick question, Cam. On your off-season training, right? It, do you obviously working with Gordo, who's a, a phenomenal skills coach? Like, do you give him a heads up? Like, hey, I need to work on this, or like, do you just kind of go in and let him run the show, or do you have like a game plan when it when it comes to your off-ice training? Yeah, I let I let Gordo run the show. I mean, I trust Gordo. I've been skating with Gordo, like you said, on and off for for a while now. I don't know how many, I don't know how many years Gordo, but um, well, I want to say like five. I think he might have still been at Maine, and you were skating at Bach with like me and Ian and a bunch like of like five, six years, maybe six years then. Yeah. Um, but he's always got a plan. I mean, sometimes he's picking our brain. Do you want to do more of this, more of that? Um, but I, I trust Gordo and I kind of just show up and do what Gordo says. Um, and I trust that. And they're, they're always good skates. Everyone enjoys his skates. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I've seen his video clips and he, he runs a great show. Yeah. So you're in good hands with him. I know. Yeah. I know I am. At the end, at the end of the day, man, I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm just trying to, you know, guys want to get in shape and get ready for their season. And, you know, it's, it's, it's also hard, you know, like this summer we got a, uh, a lot, like a bigger group. So I think one summer it was like Brownie pick, like, I, I don't know, yeah. there was probably what, like six or seven of you guys, four to eight guys, depending on the day. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, yeah. you know, we could kind of drill down a little bit more on some of that stuff, but you know, that, you know, you know Brownie, there's not a lot there that you have to kind of, you know, there's some more like little nuances that you could kind of throw his way that, you know, Hey, try this, do this, but o- open know, hips, open hips. A lot of, a lot of guys have trouble with the open hip stuff. And, yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if that's in my, in my back pocket and my tool belt yet. <laughs> yet so. But the way Brownie, the way he operates and he skates and he can just like, you know, you can see the wheels turning up here 
which for most guys, you watch them do stuff and they just, you know, and the, and the best part of Brownie too is like, you know, we'll do a drill one way and I'll tell it, Hey, do it this way. And then Brownie will go through twice. He's coming back the third time. He's trying a different way to kind of push the level of the drill. So, and I'm like, oh, I like that. So, um, you know, it's good to have those guys out too, you know, you know, Brownie's a pro now. So, you know, those guys are just there to, to get a skate in and, and get ready for their season. And so, and they're all working out with different guys and, um, you know, we're kind of in the land of luxury in the Boston area. There's like, I feel like there's a skills coach every five feet and every rank now. And, yeah. Every kid's playing now too. There's so many kids playing. Yeah. yeah. So, so like when you're going into a new team, obviously, you know, sometimes you might be moving on to another team at the end of the season, but when you're going into, like you're going into your team in France, do they give you like, Hey, do they give you like a self scout and say, Hey, this is what we want you to work on. Or they just kind of leave you like blank canvas, go with Gordo. And he just kind of will take over from there. Or like, do they, yeah, they come, I think they on? just kind of trust that you're going to be, you know, in shape. Um, I think kind of at this point, I would say my, my game is my game. Obviously I can still work on plenty of things and get better. Um, actually the new coach, there's just a new, new coach announced. Um, and I actually missed his call and there's plus six hours. So when I got out of the skate, I missed the call, but I'm sure he he'll have something for me on terms of, Oh, I like how you do this. I don't like how you do this, you know, something like that. Now you can watch on that instead. You can watch guys so easily. So you'll have things for me to maybe work on maybe things they like that I do things that I don't like that I do. But as far as like what I'm doing this summer, um, we'll, we'll have some um, physical tests when I get there. Um, and uh, you're kind of just, I mean, you gotta, gotta kind of be a pro, right. They're paying you to, to play and trusting that you're going to show up and, and be in shape and, and be ready to play at the top of your game. So it's all about, you gotta be ready. And uh, yeah. that's a lot of trust that those teams are putting into these people that they're giving those contracts to. And I mean, I'm not sure what the average contract looks like in France and in that league particularly, but Whatever it is, has got to be enough to make it worth it ha and to be ready to roll when that time comes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like I said, like, they're just, they're putting a lot of trust in you. They're, as, as an import, when you're going as an import, like myself, too, they're, they, I, I'd say 99% of the imports are getting an apartment and car as well, like paid for, too. So it's, they're investing in you. Uh, and obviously, if, you, if you're not ready or not good to go, I think you know, that contract can be ripped up. Um, See you later. <laughs> no problem. See you later. Back, back to, back to Logan. So real quick question on that too. Obviously they're based in France and wherever they might be. Are they paying you in American dollars or are they paying you in the Euro? Euro. I'll get paid in Euro. Um, you always agree to terms in Euro, but like in Denmark, I got paid in like Danish kroner. Um, but, but here Euro. So it's a little easier, but like Danish kroner, I think it's like, 6.95 danish kroners one u.s dollar you're like what is going on at the grocery what? store like, <laughs> like what do i owe you, you get, please you get, tell me you get paid you're like, wow, I, maybe i got paid a, a shitload you know and you're like oh no i did the math there and, <laughs> like wait a minute there's a there's a point zero zero three what's that <laughs> yeah exactly so oh goodness um, anything that we haven't touched on that you were hoping we would anything about the process of the career three ice, uh, anything at all, anything you no. want to plug? No, uh, 
I don't know, three ice. Uh, it's been, like you said, we talked about three ice before, but I can't say it enough, like how, how, uh, how awesome it's been. Uh, been a pleasure for me. Um, obviously excited about this, this Vegas weekend. Um, I hope the league keeps blowing up. Um, Barbaro hockey. I hope that keeps blowing up. Um, yeah. That's what it's all about. And Gordo, Gordo, thanks for getting me on. Yeah. And Gordo is always blowing things up, man, in the best way possible, whether that be, uh, muscles, uh, leg muscles, whatever it might be. And the, and the perfect hair. Perfect hair, man. Just dances I don't across the ice. my golf game. I can tell you that right now. It's... Well, Gordo, I'm clear to golf now. So when are we? When are we gonna? Causeway King Classic. Here we go. We'll have, Guys, to, get, I... we'll have to take Brownie out and do a little uh, reunion. Listen, um, I have the green light to golf as much as I possibly can from now until August 24th. Well, I'm gonna be golfing until probably snow hits the ground, buddy. So yeah, well, <laughs> when, when you're teeing up, when you're teeing up golf balls in September, I'm fucking wiping baby ass. No, you I'll enjoy be, that. I'll be, I'll be right there with you, dude. I'll be in a right. room. So I'll be I'll be coaching youth hockey, and getting yelled at by parents. And <laughs> Gordo, real quick, uh, when was the last time a parent, not knowing really who you are, where you came from, anything like that, of the younger kids maybe that you're involved with, has anyone ever said anything to you, and you just look at them and be like, you have no idea who I am, do you? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, I hope I don't. I guess you can ask Brownie that one. But, you know, I like to give the guys chirps every now and then that I can, you know, that I hate back in the day, I used to be able to do this stuff. But, you know, my back hurts, my hips hurt. my I got arthritis. So, you know, I can't stick handle like swaggy P, but, you know, I think I can get the point across uh, when we're on the ice. Um, you know, and I think. I, th- I think most of the guys know that I, you know, I don't think I would assume maybe guys look me up and kind of see if I actually fucking played. Cause there are guys out there that <laughs> haven't not to say that they can't coach, but you know, I do tend to find like, you know, if I'm going to take, you know, like when I played, you know, I had some great coaches that played at a fucking really high level. And when they talked to me, I, I listened and I respected it. And then I had coaches that, I knew didn't really play the game at a very high level and got a coaching gig for one reason or another. And, you know, I don't know, it was just different. So I do kind of feel like at least, you know, the guys have a little bit of respect, you know, that I played and um, played at a decent level. And, you know, I mean, honestly, at this point, man, I'm, I'm freaking, I feel I'm old. So I'm just, you know, I, if for I only do it because I enjoy doing it and I like giving back and you know like I like having guys like Tam and we got some we got a bunch of other guys that have been coming around for quite a while now that you know it's a good group and it's a good group of kids and you know I don't do I only do this one group now so um you know it's fun it's like a little like kind of keeps me in it still but I'm not really in it so um but I think you're think you're being humble too. I he he you had a couple of good demos today. He does some demos and we're like, holy shit, you still got it big time, huh? That's uh, why he's got he's got to train and get into the three ice next year. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, I wanted him on my team. I I was two years ago, right before COVID, I was picking up a cone off the ice and my back popped, which I've never had a back issue in my life. 
and I, and then COVID happened and you guys all know what happened then. We all got kind of stuck inside and I don't know, it just my, my gym regimen kind of the, just the wheels fell off. So I'm, I think Clance has got me on the, you know, <laughs> we're going to do the, we're going to do the Causeway King biggest loser and see who can right. get in the best shape and have abs <laughs> again. And, uh, I'm going to Vegas next month, so I'm already I'm already trying to get in bachelor party shape mode. Oh boy, yeah. it's you know, at our age, I don't know. It, you know, <laughs> I don't I, even want a six pack anymore. I just want to like not get out of breath bending over to tie my shoes. Well, you guys know <laughs> you guys know my career, so you know. I, unfortunately, I drank it most of the way, and you know, so in my older age now, it's like I still have that kind of passion. To I'm like fuck. I wish I could just you know, just pull a yager and get fucking jacked and go back and, and try <laughs> one, one more, give it one more crack. But, you know, the, I think I'm just going to stick to coaching for uh, from now on. You are a hell of a coach, Gordo, but if you ever decided to take it serious again like that in that direction, God help anybody that stands in your way is all I can say. Ready. Well, well all the guys are getting smaller now, so it's <laughs> – <laughs> That'll make it easier for you. Good. <laughs> but they're getting way faster. These guys, the, these guys now, man, I like the watch the, the stick handling. I yeah. mean, we were all athletic back in our day, but some of these kids now and you, uh, you know, I'm like it's crazy. I, I know we'll, we'll talk about the Bruins next week, but you know, like they're signing Like, I'm like, fuck that. Like just tank, man. Bedard's, you know, he's coming up what two years next year. Like that kid. Uh, like, 2023 yeah. draft, I think. Yeah. Yes. Like that kid is stupid, like just from a skill standpoint. And then you see McDavid, right. And you know, these new guys that are coming up, like, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone will probably think the game like Gretzky did, you know, or the Mew, like those guys are just special, you know, and they, I saw uh, they were there. I don't know. I don't know who it was, but somebody was chirping on Twitter that some of these older guys like couldn't do it in today's NHL. And I'm, I've had this conversation with Ian Mann and a couple other guys and fucking Yaramir Jagger, you put him in the NHL in prime. Now he would absolutely fucking rip that league up to shreds. Without the clutching and grabbing? No clutch grab. Like that, that guy was an absolute unit and, you know, and he could play. He was skilled up the ass and, you know, imagine him playing now. Just a genius. Uh, it's, too. Not, it's not yeah. impossible. He is still a free agent, more than available. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he made that available on uh, on Twitter. <laughs> nothing for nothing, yeah. but I would sign that dude right now. Don't care. Don't care. I'm just saying. We locker room, locker room would <laughs> just jump a thousand percent easily. Just, like, yeah. The value of this locker room literally just financially increased. That's impressive. <laughs> um, we we do have to mention a couple of things Bruins wise. You just said we're going to talk more in depth next week, but especially now that we got Cam here, Krejci's back. Bergie signed. Okay, there's something. Cam, how do you feel about Krejci signing? I think it's awesome. I love I love watching Krejci. I think he's like a, he's a freaking wizard. Um, smart player. He makes everyone around him better. Obviously. Bergy, I don't think you really have to say anything about him. Just absolute legend. Hey, talk about a local legend, Bergeron. Uh, yeah. But he's the best of the best. He's still good at what he does. Um, and I, ho- I hope he keeps freaking – I know he's got the one-year deal, but 
I mean, he can still freaking play. Uh, my my two favorites to watch are I love watching Bergeron and Marshawn play together. Uh, uh, Pasta is not too bad either. Huh? Uh, yeah, he's all right. <laughs> you're just but, rooting uh, for the little guy, aren't you? Yeah, I love watching Marshawn too. I love his little rat stuff too. Sometimes, obviously, but I mean, he's. I love how he's like made his path in the NHL. Nothing um, for nothing. Have you ever met him in person? I haven't. I haven't. I, I got to tell you this story real quick. I had a yeah. Bru- Bruins credential for a game. Um, it was actually the Dallas Stars game that Tyler Sagan came back after being traded for the first time. Oh. So I end up in the locker room after the game. We're getting comments and recording audio and blah, blah, blah. And out of the locker room, here comes Brad Marchand. This dude could not have, like, the top of his head barely cleared my, like, chest bone. <laughs> and the swagger, the strut, I mean, shoulders back, chin up, chest out, this dude was walking around like a four-foot lion. And it was like, man, what a presence, man, for such a tiny human being. My yeah. God. Yeah. That's my story. I had to share that. That's brownie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish that was me. He's a stud, though. And like you said, he just, like, exudes confidence, you know? I think he, like, when when he's on the ice, you can, like, he just brings the Bruins level up so much, like, on the bench, on the on the ice, the, the shit he does, the, the work ethic he brings. Um, yeah, I love that guy. I just – one of the best memories was when he scored the OT winner two years ago and he did the Conor McGregor swag walk. That was the yeah. best. You like this? Yeah, McGregor was there. McGregor yeah. was there, and he actually—I don't know if there was like a behind-the-scenes video. It might have been on behind yeah. the beat. It was McGregor, behind the beat. McGregor wheeled in, or his team wheeled in, like a dolly cart full of his proper twelve whiskey for everybody on the team. He really oh, did. did he? He really yeah. did it. He was pushing it hard <laughs> yeah. that day. That's right. Do you ever see the yeah. video of him giving the pregame speech, and he had never really watched a hockey game before, apparently? So he had yeah. no idea what these guys were about to do. But he is like he's like prepping him for a fight. It was great. The whole episode was just electric. Yeah. <laughs> well, on uh, that, well, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, Benny. I was gonna say, uh, since that's uh, all the fun and uh, dangles we've got here, why don't we move to the uh, final thoughts? Unless you got something else you want to throw in before that, bro. No, I'm good. Then here we go. We're gonna start it off with final thoughts. Of course, our guest will go first. Cam, Uh-oh. when you're thinking about hockey, whether it's today yesterday or tomorrow what is the number one takeaway for you uh, when i'm thinking about hockey what's the number one takeaway for me what's the thing that means most to you about the game i think just playing uh like loving the game and respecting the game kind of like playing for the love of the game always, uh, no matter how much you're making or no matter where the, where you're playing at a men's league game or a real game, just have pride and uh, kind of the love of the game. Hockey, the hockey world's a cool world uh, to be in. It's such a tiny world, but yeah, love of the game, I guess. Nicely said, nicely said. Clance, and then we'll go around the horn. No, this has been fantastic. Uh, you know, Bronny, one question I had left was, you know, what what's some advice you would give to to a young hockey player, you know, to to help pursue their career? What, what's the one thing you would tell them to to make sure they do? I mean, uh, everyone always says work ethic, but I, I so obviously work ethic. But I, the two things I would say is I'd say watch hockey, watch NHL hockey games, and not just necessarily the 
dangle or the just the finish or whatever, but actually watch a hockey game because I think it's uh, you can't. It's, it's hard to teach hockey IQ, and I think that's the best way to do it. And then I'd say work on your skating for all the young kids uh, that obviously want to play with a puck before you get good at, at playing with the puck, like work on your skating and fundamentals. Cause uh, guys are still working on them now. McDavid's still working on them. He's the best skier in the world. He's still working on them before practice mm -hmm. and stuff. So yeah, those two things. That, I always tell, I, I coach high school hockey at Braintree and I always tell the kids become a student of the game. When you yeah. go to a Bruins game or you're watching a Bruins game or whatever, if you're a center, watch what Bergeron does. If you're a defenseman, watch what McAvoy does. Yeah. You know, become enjoy the game, have fun with it. But if you want to get better, you know, be be like a sponge. You know, yeah. ask as many questions as you possibly can. I mean, I'm a coach, go to the coach. I bounce ideas off Goto. I ask him questions. He's got way more experience than me, so I I think that's great. Yeah, hundred percent. That's the way, Marshall. I know. I just want to thank him for coming on and, uh, you know, he's a busy guy. He's in the middle of the season. He's training, getting ready for another season and to, uh, to come on with us and, uh, you know, really enlighten our listeners into, you know, his career, some of his insight, um, some of his experiences, um, really, really appreciate it, Cam. And, um, you know, the three ice thing, I wish all the luck. Hopefully you guys take home the, uh, the million dollar prize and, um, you know, we definitely want to have you back on the show and, and have you, you know, check in. And um, also just just want to say all the best in uh, France. I mean, it's going to be, a you know, a hell of a fun season for you. Uh, like you said, it sounds like you got a pretty good team. And um, maybe you guys get in on the Champions League, too. You know, you, you're competitive in your league and then you get in the Champions League, too. You could uh, get a lot of hockey ahead of you. And um, it's kind of going to be cool to follow you around and uh, see how it goes this year. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. No, it's been a, it's been a pleasure being on. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited to kind of like follow you guys um, a lot more now. And now I got kind of the names to faces now and I'll be quizzing Gordo about you guys a lot too. Um, <laughs> but anything you guys need always to give me a shout. Um, I'll be following now. So, so thank you. Just don't ask me about Clancy. <laughs> Gordo will be teaching you French and then you can uh, <laughs> he, he only learned the select good words though you know <laughs> he's got the good stuff and uh, Cam careful what you say for promises there because we might be asking you for a uh, signed three ice jersey for a uh, raffle giveaway in the near future okay, all right. so if you get Sounds an extra good. one let me know about that Gordo right. we need your final thoughts too brother well uh, Cam it was awesome having you on buddy obviously we know each other and um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I just, we, I've talked about it. I, I think when I was on the, the show once and we brought it up before and just talking about players paths and how they're all different. And I think you have a great story and, um, that's why I wanted to have you on. And, um, I, I think, you know, for me personally, and just, you know, being on both sides and being a coach as well. And, you know, <clears throat> a lot of, you know, people talk about, you know, intangible stuff and character and all that stuff. And I, you know, you've got great character as a kid and I shouldn't call you a kid anymore, but, um, <laughs> feel like a kid to me, um, you know, your, your character and then your work ethic, you know, just being able to, you know, it's just been awesome having you back this summer. Um, you know, not, not so much for me, but just for the other kids, just to watch how you go about being a pro, 
and, you know, and just how hard you train. And, you know, I think that speaks volumes to the career that you had. And, um, you know, we still got a couple weeks left, so I'm going to kick your ass. And, um, but yeah, you know, good luck the rest of the way with the three ice thing. And I hope you guys kind of pull it together and, um, you guys got a good, you guys got a pretty damn good team there. So it would be fun to see you take home some bank and put that in your piggy bank for a rainy day. So. Well, thanks. Thanks, Gordon. I appreciate it. Like I said, all those means a lot. I mean, it's been a pleasure skating with you and working with you and just staying in touch with you always. Um, ditto. Um, so humble. You work your ass off. I have a blast skating with you. So I know the other guys do too. So, so thank you. What it's all about. And Gordo, don't worry. We're all still kids just figuring it out. So we're all good here. <laughs> and I do want to add uh, podcast number two for Gordo. I think I did a little bit better this time. Yeah. Top notch. Yeah, he did great, man. Hair <laughs> still looks just the same as good, but, you know. I think from a talk, from a talking standpoint, I think I did much better this time. That's right. It's all about the lighting. It's all about the angles, you know. It's a, it's a, my light died on me too, so that's. Oh, sucks. is that what happened? <laughs> now, now I look like now I look like a creature again. <laughs> and coincidentally, this is one of the first times we're actually doing a video recording of an episode too. So uh, everything works out for a reason, doesn't it? That shit on uh, YouTube, baby. Oh, it's going, man. It's going. Cam, thank you once again on behalf of all of us here at Causeway Kings for joining us. We really appreciate you. Best of luck heading out to Vegas, and uh, I know you got at least eight or nine hat tricks in you, so no pressure there, buddy, but you're going to light it up, and we all know it, so don't even play. Don't even play. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. There it is, and another edition of Causeway Kings here on the WMEX Sports Podcast Network. And, uh, yep. We are just going to keep rocking and rolling, wheeling and dealing. And, guys, we'll try to do this as we always do in tradition. So let's go, go bees. bees. We'll get there someday. Have a good night, everybody.